Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> I'm Daryl, and this is Ed McMahon. Yeah. Ed, I'm Ed McMuffin. Ed McMuffin. Ed McMuffin. Oh, what are we doing here? Well, we got a show, and we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios in beautiful downtown Van Nuys. There's Indy in the control room, and on the board, he puts the the show. He always puts the the title of his the show that's in the studio that day. And today, it's the funniest thing. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. With what's up? With spaghetti and meatballs? Wow. It's Daryl oh. and Ed. This is foreshadowing for my lunch. So. Ah, <laughs> someone's he, hungry. He's putting in a bid for Pinocchios, folks. Thank you, Indy. Oh, Thank yeah. you. I heard Anytime. that uh, you were saying that the, the Chobo Studios had a phenomenal 2023 and looking forward to another <sighs> It's been amazing. Yeah, yeah. We grew 26% in uh, 2023. And really, all thanks to you guys. You guys were our first customer and... I'm just so grateful for you guys. It's 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 been growing so much, and I'm just excited for this year. And you, you use the tools yourself, so definitely, yeah, you're yeah. part of us. We're part of you, and um, so thank you. We also let's just take a moment because we always forget. We want to thank Jeff Comfort. He's out there in uh, Missouri. He uploads the audio portion and adds show. sound effects. Add sound effects. That's right. And each week he takes us right, right into the comfort, comfort zone. zone. Today we have an interesting show. A very yes. this show is a great tool. Yes. And it's uh yes. it's very advantageous for kicking off this new year or any time you wanna yeah. start really enjoying your heart's desire. You're gonna need to do some what we call what Daryl and I call ghost busting. That's right. That's right. You know, um we had to do some ghost busting when our Guests stop responding. Um, <laughs> we had a one guest in order, and uh, he had some technical issues for some reason involving his laptop and some snow or rain. He had to go underground, deep cover. Why did I picture his like laptop was you know like pushed into a snowbank for some reason? But um, at any rate, we blessed it. No one here freaked out. Um, we. Came up with a few different ideas, and then Daryl lit up and said, I know who it is, and that person just happened to be Wait, 
sitting by, read, but, writing a truth talk. But isn't it funny? That was my first idea was first. Nancy. Yeah, that's right. And now she's the... And we tried others that we thought would probably be... Uh, what would you think? More convenient for them. Yeah. Because we yes. figured Nancy might be busy. And when those two uh, numbers did not get answered, we called Nancy. Yes, and we she did. she picked up and said, oh, yes, of course. I mean, and that really is kind of uh, foreshadowing of what this whole episode is about. God whispers the first idea we often, the inspired idea, is actually the one that is the closest. Let me just read this. It's called Ghost Bustin' with Reverend Nancy Norman. Trust your crazy ideas. Do not allow ghosts of the past to divert you from your true calling. Inspired ideas seem crazy only because they do not conform to the old worn-out beliefs we have had about ourselves. These old beliefs and ideas are simply worn-out old ghosts of the past. Old ghosts of you're not qualified, you'll never earn enough doing that, that's too good to be true, etc., now is the time to ignore the ghosts, take a bold step out of the old and into the new. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners with the ancient truth that the highest is the nearest, meaning your greatest desire is nearest to you. And during the second segment, Ghostbusting Reverend Nancy Norman launches us all out of our old haunts and into our true calling with today's reading, New and Wonderful, which we might have to read ourselves. Yes, it's on one of our phones. Yes, yes. Yes, the your greatest desire is the nearest to you. Yes. Man, you'll be on fire when you recognize that. Um, Want to do the cheese and crackers, though, reading first? I kicked this all off. Before our breaths? I thought... Okay, we're going to do cheese and crackers. I, I if, we, if we give a good example. Cheese and crackers. It's time um, for cheese and crackers. Yeah, because I feel like we've all been this person, and... We can still be this person. The sooner, Yeah, I had that... Uh, I don't think... I think I, it was... Okay, I'll tell... I'll, remember the gas story? The, the air story I had? Oh, that yeah, that's me perfect. Being that person? Yes. All right, go ahead. Let's hear this. All right. This is from, I don't even know if this book is still in publication. It's from 1953. It's called Minute Masterpieces. It's compiled by Lucy Gurch. So if you're looking for it, that's the book. It's actually a Mormon publication, we found out. Yeah, right? but, it, but, it, but it has um, writing. It, it, it doesn't, it, well, yeah, it says Salt Lake City. There you have it. Um, the... Um, what I'm going to say is, but it's loaded with what it quotes. Like? What does it look like without that cover on it? What does that look like? Green Minute oh, Masterpieces. So God, that's beautiful. Well, well if I don't you're know online. why those paper co covers go on there. Minute Masterpieces, yes. All right, if you're not on YouTube, if you want to see what we're doing, you can get on YouTube, Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, and check it out, subscribe. So um, it's a compilation of great, uplifting... Um, philosophy, prose, and verse, which have been an inspiration to the author who compiled it. And this particular one is called Cheese and Crackers. Are you ready, folks? Yes. <clears throat> you may have heard it from Joel Osteen, who, who uh, 
online has his own version of it that he kind of updated it. But it, he took away some of the meat off the bone. He kind of sometimes hides his like unity metaphysical kind of roots. Oh yeah, because um, well, people well, might get upset. Well, the old ghost stories might get upset, but we don't. We're not afraid of ghost stories. Let's hear the real story. No, and actually in the acknowledgments, Ed brought up it being unity because in the acknowledgments, this particular excerpt in this book uh, came from the Unity School of Christianity. Okay, you ready? Yes. Once I heard a speaker tell the following story. A certain woman had long wanted to take a cruise and had saved her money to that end. Finally, the day came when she was able to purchase a ticket for the much-desired voyage. As she carefully planned for the trip, she said to herself, of course it would be wonderful to eat in the dining room on the boat, but I wouldn't have enough money to eat all the meals there. But I, I could take some cheese and crackers along for the first part of the trip, and then I can go to the dining room for the last meal. Mm -hmm. I'll have money enough for one meal on the boat. Right. In high spirits, the good woman set out for the thrilling experience of her first water trip. At mealtime, after wistfully watching the other passengers file into the dining room, she would go off into some corner and eat her cheese and crackers, trying all the while not to be envious. Then, the last day arrived, and time for the final meal aboard ship. She went in, the, she went in with the other passengers to eat in style, as she put it. <laughs> that like bizarre. It was one of life's big moments for her, and she lingered long to enjoy it. When she had at last finished the meal, she sat patiently waiting for her check, but when none was presented to her, she beckoned the waiter and asked for it. Let me see your ticket, madam, said the waiter. And when she handed it to him, he gave it back with, uh, madam, all your meals were included in the price of the ticket. <laughs> of that woman, without hesitation, we say, how stupid. Why didn't she look at her ticket? Or why didn't some other passenger tell her she could eat on the boat? But of ourselves, what do we say? Right. Are we not all passengers on God's big universal ocean liner? In our ignorance... Of what our ticket includes, do we, like the woman in the story, eat cheese and crackers? Right. Come, for all things are now ready. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Hitherto have ye asked nothing. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be made full. Yes. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Mm. And yet, we do stick to the cheese and crackers. Oh, my God. And that's by Grace A. Thompson. Dude, I got to tell you this real quick. My air, the tire pressure... Me, uh, what do you call it? Uh, indicator on my car was telling me that one of my tires was low. The alarm. The alarm thing, you know, the little on the dashboard, I mean, on the readout in front of you there. And um, so I have a lot, I have a lot of old ghost stories about car maintenance, taking care of this thing, how hard it is. 
Like, and it really, when I think those things, it creates this world where it's an unloving world. How do, what am I going to do? This is so hard. And I couldn't find the screw or whatever was going on. So I had heard on like some Instagram video a while ago, like a snarky little video. Yeah, not everyone knows this, but if you get gas, they have to give you free air or something. Right. So I got gas at this station and right when I did that, like this guy pulls up into the, where the air is, you know, and he like has this red. Wait. Did you get gas because you thought that was part of the I thought, deal? Uh, yeah, I needed gas, so half a tank, but I wouldn't have gotten it unless I thought I needed it, right? Right. They I needed I, the air. I, yeah, I yeah. thought that was my, like, negotiation chip to get the yeah. air. Okay, this and, is getting um, good for I mean, this is sick thing. <laughs> this is cheese and crackers. I felt horrible. It didn't feel like myself, but it was right. so active. That's the key. We don't feel like ourselves yeah. when we're in that Me space. Me, mine was not on fire. So I, um, it was very wormy. So, and then... This guy, like a red Maserati, like it's nighttime. He pulls up and sits in his car for a while, right where the air is. There's never anyone there. <laughs> like puts some chapstick on, <laughs> brushes his hair, you know, and I'm just like blessing the whole thing. Kind of like one part in it and one amused by it. Finally, he like, and he goes around, he takes each cap off, puts it in a special place, oh does each God. tire, you know, it just takes the longest thing I've ever seen. And he paid for the air, right? So I go, I pull up, I back in, and it says like $2 for the air, right? And so I'm like, all right, I got gas. I march up to the front, like, you know, because instead of feeling like I live in a generous world, I'm thinking, I got him, you know, he has to give me air. Well, <laughs> like, wait, you like know I'm what? in some kind of hostage negotiation. This is an amazing story, because I'm wondering if even that guy, even that that guy that you materialized yeah. was like the perfect character. It was like from, the, from a comedy movie. It's yeah. a guy in a park, <laughs> Lamborghini, putting on chaps. Then he carefully takes off it each cap. And then he himself even pays, which reinforces, yeah. oh, you got to pay for this. It was insane. So uh, this is where it got even better because I go up to the window and I go, yeah, I just got gas. Can you turn the air on for me? And, he, and the guy gets straight. He says, well, do you have your receipt? And now, like, the part of me that the world's against me is like, oh, I'm, uh, I, don't, I don't have a receipt. Maybe I can get my phone and show you. And, he, and then finally he turns around and is like, listen, idiot. There's a, it, the gas, the air is free. Didn't you see the sign? <laughs> this is cheese and crackers. It's the exact same story. There's a big Holy sign cow. that was perfectly out of my <laughs> point of view. From both places I was parked, I couldn't see it. It says in big letters, free air and water. And he just stuck it to me, and I just started laughing. I go, oh, my God, you're messing with me. This is amazing. Like, And so fast forward, right? That was the perfect lesson, first of all. Oh, man. It cleared so much from my head. It was I had to laugh at myself. Dude, it really shows how our consciousness creates the movie. Yeah. It really creates the movie. You really, And I really got to pay attention to what feels good. If it doesn't feel good, then find another thought, another thing to focus on, something else to do in that moment, right? So two days later, I get out of my house. That's why I go down. I look at the, the water. It's, like, really windy. I don't surf. But I just, like, okay, I was going to get my tire fixed. But everywhere I went near my house, there was construction. 20 freaking cars in the parking lot. These places are usually empty. Everywhere I went, it kind of, like, directed me to the beach. I went to the beach. I just... Breathe in some air, got back in my car, got a hunch to go to this place where I had bought the tire gauge 
to check right. my air. And um, so I call one place and they're like, uh, you should probably come tomorrow at 9 a.m. I see one place, big brand, it, it, like on my on you know on the 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 directions app, you know on the map app. I just put in tires near yes. me. I put in big brand. I call them and they're like, "Oh, there's no one here. It'll take you 30 minutes. You know, like it'll, right. it'll, you'll be out in and out 30 minutes. Like the friendliest." So I drive to what I thought was the place, and I was talking to you, and it was the Pep Boys, where I, and thankfully I looked at the app. I go, "Wait, this isn't where uh, th- I thought I was coming here." But this isn't where I'm going. It's a, it's five minutes away. So I drive in there. I pull in. This young guy, old to the, guy, to the brand. I pull brand. into the big brand. Yes. No problem. There's no one there. This young guy comes out and he's kind of looks tired. It's kind of early. He's like, you know, he's only like probably 17 or 18. And I'm still shaking off this nightmare universe. But at least now I'm in the flow and I bless the guy and I'm dressed nice and I have a hat on and I was just like, this guy probably doesn't know what universe I just stepped out of because of the way I was looking and. So, but he goes to work. I go inside. There's this older, like, guy with slick back hair. Um, this big white dude, like, you know, like an old time gas station attendant. Yes. And um, this is a be- much better script than that other one. Yeah. And he's super <laughs> friendly. And we're talking about a little small talk. And this was the amazing thing. <coughs> he comes in when it's done and he goes, I go, How much are you? No charge. But if you want to tip the guy out front, I don't have any problem with that. So he didn't charge me anything. They found the screw. They fixed the tire. Then I gave the guy a nice, fairly generous tip. This little, this guy who was kind of like, you know, wasn't that like the most outwardly friendly. You know, you're young. You're not always that. He 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 lit up, and he was so delighted. And I just had a total different experience. I went from begging for free air. To being willing to pay whatever it would take to fix my tire, and the and then the heavens opening up, and going, no, it's yeah. free, it's it's here for you. It was insane. I'll go back to that place. Uh, I highly recommend that place, Big Brand, to anyone. It's off of Pico and what on uh, Veteran in uh, West L.A. But but the main thing was the thing that led me there was going with what this feels good. I'll go this way. This I don't know why, but I'll call try this place. This feels good. I'll go there. All of those good feeling nudges are the things. I mean, this is so, it seems so basic. But I'm, I'm learning in a major way right now that the thoughts that feel bad are not true. And they seem really true in that moment if I've been believing those ghost stories in the past. Well, some people make that, have taught, I mean, most people, eh, I mean, a good portion of the world believes and teaches if it feels bad, it must be the case. Yeah. If it feels bad, then you must be overly concerned about it. Yes. But the truth is, the opposite is true. Right. If it feels bad, if you move into the spiritual way of looking at things or the fourth dimensional, if you're living life from that higher place, yes, it becomes clear like even I do when I look back over my experience, any experience, but even over my lifetime, the truth is the thoughts that feel good are are actually in line with or corresponding with the truth of our divinity, right. the harmony of the universe, yes. the order of life, divine order. And that's why they feel good. That's why that ancient saying, the highest is the nearest, meaning 
your greatest desire is the one nearest to you, it seems too good to be true, but that means it's true. Like Florence Scovel Shin always says, nothing is too good to be true. Yeah. Nothing is too good to last. And the reason those other thoughts feel bad, it's just like when you injure your, on the third dimensional realm, if you injure yourself, something's went wrong and it hurts. Right. But when it's healed or when nothing, there's no harm to your physicality, you feel good. There's no pain. Well, our thoughts run in the, everything's vibration. Our thoughts run with that same principle yeah but somewhere along the line man started saying (laughs) to each other oh yeah you better worry about that if you know what i mean because that must be true but here's the thing and that's why we're we're talking about eliminating ghosts Mm -hmm. do not allow ghosts of the past meaning these old beliefs we've come up with for ourselves or we've heard we learned from parents get in the way divert me from our true calling and a true calling doesn't have to we're not because when i first would hear true calling i thought it meant some big deal uh destiny for me like meaning uh the ultimate job that i'm gonna have and i'll be happily ever after True calling is in every instant. Every That's right. the true calling is you going with not fighting, not resisting. Okay, there's traffic here. I'm going to go this way instead. Not resisting it. Yeah. And not beating yourself up in the process and eventually you ended up in the perfect place. It happens every time. It happens every time. And we the, the, what we're trying to get through our noggins, Daryl and Ed, is to believe these good-feeling ideas as true. Um, I had a really good-feeling idea last week that I would not need to go in for jury duty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I had jury duty this week. Mm -hmm. And I felt really good about it. But then fear creeps in. And here's the little seductive, not fear, but concern. What if I have to go in? It's going to disrupt my day. I'll have to make little sandwiches to take with me. All this nonsense. Then there's the horrific, my brother and I both go through this, which is there's this weird uh, sense of shame both of us feel when they start asking the questions, you know, because it's like, Anyone in your family work in law enforcement? Yes. Anyone in your family victim of a violent crime? Yes. Anybody? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it almost sounds like we're telling, uh, like we're making up excuses. Right. So we feel embarrassed and ashamed. One time I, when it got to some of the horrific parts, I told the questioning uh, attorney, I said, can we approach and discuss this over by the judge? Because I just didn't want to bring up all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause who knows what people will think. Sure. And if it and I wanted it if it was if it wasn't something that pertained to this case, because you gotta tell the truth. Because if you do not tell the truth as a juror when they're asking you these questions, well, 
then the verdict can end up being overturned if it's later discovered mm. that you right. uh, actually experienced something like that, or right. you actually because then they the whoever's involved can say, well, that jury didn't the jury didn't disclose that, and we're sure that that had something to do with the oh, okay. choosing of the verdict. Interesting. So one time I went up to the judge and even though it was quiet over there i still felt like i'm a little like it's just horrible so i have to let go of that because part of me goes yeah i don't even know why they call me i had to let go of all the resistance yes all the justification of why i shouldn't go and i just said you know what god i did what ed did a few weeks ago when he didn't want to attend go to lowry's dinner i said you know what god I would love if I didn't have to go yes. show up to jury duty. And any time the little fear would come up, like, yeah, but that's too good to be true. You got to be willing to accept it. I said, no. I said, you know what? This is what I would love, God. And if this is divine order, it dissolves and dissipates. Then when the fear came up again, I go, nope. This case is dismissed and all yes. par- for the best of all parties involved. Yes. And I, and I just kept doing that. And I ultimately, I said, you know what? God's will is always the best for me. So if even by chance I get called in, it's going to be for some greater good that I, don't, I can't even imagine. Right. And that took all the resistance out of it. Yes. I mean, I had to do this all week, such a little insignificant thing. Right. And I didn't stop my life because that's another thing I would do because I was always such a good boy because I was afraid of getting punished that, you know, if I knew jury duty was coming, I would, oh, better not schedule anything that week. Mm -hmm. Ironically, my neighbor said, oh, yeah, I got called for jury duty. And then I got called to work out of state. Uh, so I was really had to turn that thing over. Yeah. So I just thought like him, yeah, like I'm not going to not make plans. Right. So I made plans even to go visit Jen on Friday. Yes. That's Ed's wife at her shop to pick up some things over there. And um, it turned out I didn't have to go in. But I had to use these tools and there were so many little ghosts it made me aware of. Yeah. And the one tool that worked, and because I was using it, you know, because this was something that every night, it's like Russian roulette. Yeah. You know, where you look in to see if you're going to be called in. I get it, yeah. <laughs> so because I had to keep throwing the ghost out of that, right. I started even in traffic and things I was doing. And I suggest this ghost-busting tool was like even in traffic any thought that wasn't loving i had to extinguish yes. unless i was giving ed a hard time yes the uh... <laughs> <laughs> me and uh, however many other friends that you text that's called love where i come from yeah. but anyway anytime i started getting like resentful of other people in traffic right. or, or thinking about something else other than this i would go god remove this anger towards this driver and direct my attention to who you would have me be. Mm-hmm. And it instantly takes me out of, wait a minute, my your mind will instantly shift you to a higher idea of yourself because instantly my mind goes, well, wait, I don't want to be this guy going beep, beep, beep. Right. Eh. 
I don't yeah. want to be that guy. Like when you do this prayer, it. I go, no, I'm just going to be Kesara Sarah, and I start feeling love yes. for other drivers. The same thing if the justification of why they even call me, it's a waste of time. Me and my brother get called and then we just have to go home. Nope. Relieve me of this yes. resentment and direct my attention to who you would have me be. And I start going, no, if they call me in, I'm going to be a legitimate yes, gentleman. That's right. I am grateful. I am... I'm an American citizen, and look at how much I'm given, and this is it. This right. is my my duty as an American. Yes. I mean, it shifts you. It shifts you into the affirmative. And from that place, conditions start to correspond, just like how Ed's experience with the tire, right. you know, ver story number one versus story That's number right. two. That's it's right. incredible, folks. That's right. Um this great paragraph from uh, Marianne Williamson, Daryl's old girlfriend, A Year of Miracles from today, says, this is the, it's a two-part thing that when the, with the ghost stories. Because the, the world has trained me to believe in the illusion of fear and separation. So it's hard. The, the fear is real. The hard part is real. And to disbelieve in the truth that lies beyond them. Yeah, I don't deserve it. It's that there is nothing good true. out there. Yep. But that, like, so believing in the fear and disbelieving in the inspiration, that's the two-part ghost story that'll kill you. Today I make a stand for truth as I extend my perceptions beyond what my senses reveal to me to what I know to be true in my heart. I commit to the realization that only love is real. And I recognize the ultimate non-existence of anything else. This way, I gain the power of a miracle worker, a channel for God in His will that will that only love will prevail. Yes. You know. Okay, we got two two postcards. Well, yes. one postcard from Kirky. Oh, I got one. I got to read that goes along with you, Ed. Can I read this one? Yeah, you want to read it now? Yeah, this All is right, also from Kirky. Right. And um, it's got something funny written on the front. And on the back, it says, the world we see is a movie we have produced with a script we have written. At any time, we can change the script and the movie by changing our thoughts about it. Yes. Important. Oh, and that's from uh, Alan Cohen. This one says, I was having a really bad time, but then you came along. Now everything is wonderful. Thank you, Ed. You're welcome. I realize that fear is not godlike, since it contradicts the divine presence, repudiates limitless love, and denies infinite good. Therefore, I know that fear is a lie, a fraud. It is neither person, place, nor thing. It is merely an imposter that I have believed in. I have entertained it for so long that it seems as if it were really something, and it attempts to make me believe that two and two are seven, and that the earth is flat, and that God is limited. Today, I repudiate all fear. I, let's see here, enter into conscious union with the spirit. I accept good as supreme, positive, and absolute. Oh, that is so good. And then we got a, a nice me message from Jillian, fan of the show. Oh, my God. This is a neighbor. sent, brought to Daryl's house. Yeah. Dear Daryl and Ed, quotable quotes, do not entertain thoughts that do not entertain you. Your divinity, your success, your great health. Cheers, Jillian. Thank you. Uh, Gid love Gidget. Thank you for the podcast. On the back it says, you bring smiles, laughter, jokes, and wisdom. 
Keep on keeping on. Thanks for sharing your insights. Thank you, Jillian. Man, my mind is getting on fire. When we were talking about the dimensions real quick, I was realizing three dimensions is, you know, because I was thinking about when I was in math when I was younger, the length, you know, length like height, length, width, yes. and depth. You yes. Know, like if that, and 2D is just a flat picture. 3D is us in real time. Fourth dimension is time to recognize that things are moving along. Because that's the first thing our mind forgets. We just look at a fixed picture of what's around us. And then we forget the time is this whole thing is moving forward. So like the healing is in time, right? Like it's going to happen naturally. But I think fifth dimension is spirit, yes. which is what moves time, like which transcends time. Which, yes. So I think that's why it's really, when, once we bring spirit into it, I really think that's because I've heard this. Someone just said that, the fourth dimension, what people call fifth dimension. But I think mathematically it is so because third dimension is just the yeah. space. Fourth dimension is adding time. Space is always moving along. It's never stagnant. It's moving forward. And then the fifth dimension, I think, is when spirit, what is behind time? What is, it's, it's, it's what, because uh, spirit plays with time. Spirit can expand can change, time. Change yes, time, yes. Right? So that was just something that dawned on my I'm glad you brought that mind. up. So because I yeah. used to get stuck in thinking only the fourth image was spiritual because some of the older books, right. like yeah. even Florence Scovel Shin, yeah. you know, the world of the magnificent, the spiritual realm is right, the right. fourth dimension. We're in the third dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now if you take it with the science that's developed since that book was written, yeah. it makes it clear because... That's why healings can be instantaneous is because now you've moved beyond the realm of time. Right. And our expectation we put on time. Yeah, because trusting time is good. That's a good first step. Because, you know, the nightmare is this thing's is going to stay this way forever. But baseline, you can accept that there's some healing that's going to happen. If you can yes. accept that, now you're flowing with time. But then if you can go to the next dimension, which is spirit, which is the fifth dimension, where this stuff doesn't even exist. There is no yes. time. There is no injury. There is no wound. There is no imperfection. Now you're really cooking because now spirit is affecting time. And, yes. And changing It transcends everything. it. Yes. Yeah. And at the very least, that time that will be, that will take will be heaven instead of hell, at the very least. One last thing before we bring yeah. in Nancy, that this is... That this idea, and it became clear to me recently, as a child, any time in the Bible, especially in those old movies yeah. about biblical right. so, you know, scenarios that right. they would show when we were kids, the narrator was, and it came to pass that Herod had all the infants slayed. So when I, anytime I saw when it came to pass, right. I thought it was saying, oh, yeah. it, I always thought it meant, and it came to stay. Like, and now things just get worse. Right. You know? But I didn't know. No, it's actually saying throughout the Bible, this seemingly negative thing came to pass. Right. It didn't come here to stay. Right. It came to pass. I wow. never looked at it that way until recently. Yeah. And it's really helpful. That's been helping me with everything. I was telling, talking to a guy the. Remember we were on the call, the Lundy on Monday call, and I was in Trader Joe's, and I had yeah. to turn down, down you guys yeah. and talk to this guy who, a Buddhist monk once called him the the monk of, what was he? Checkout monk. The chunk out, checkout, chunk out, checkout monk, yeah, whatever. We ended up having this amazing spiritual discussion, and I was saying, 
something that's really changed for me. And I think as I've gotten older, it makes it easier is like, if something's going on, I can ease more easily grasp in a week. I'm not even going to be thinking about that's that. That's right. Like, you know, like if it's something health wise or something like that. And that is really helpful to know. I got nervous about that. Cause I'm going, I don't remember anything. Like I see people send us cards and they'll go, Oh yeah, you said this on the show. Like this quote. Yeah. Do not entertain thoughts that do not entertain you. And I'm thinking, I said that. Yeah, that uh, that blips like, through my what, mind. I, I, I that rings what, a bell. But isn't it funny how we don't even? Ah. Have, but our mind. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But que sera, sera. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think that was either inspired by or from Ike. Because can't you hear him saying that? Do not entertain thoughts that do not entertain you. Yeah, it does sound like an Ike, but either case, I don't even remember yeah. saying that from Ike. Well, I'm glad. That's why we, I love these friendly reminders. I'm the same way. That's why I sometimes listen to the show because I don't. I get just as much out of it as as anyone else because I'm hearing it for the first time in a lot of ways. One last thing on YouTube, Kathleen Herlovic said, "Oh wow, she was commenting on the Nancy on the Norman power show." Of imagination with Reverends Kathy and Nancy Norman. She said, "I love all of you." And I love the show so much. I love the group format with several people discussing these ideas. I listened to you while you were on Unity. So, so glad you're on Patreon. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Katie. Uh, well, Katie says thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We're, and by the way, thank you to the, and we just magnify and multiply those uh, Patreon um, contributions. I'll be back. I don't, I don't, we'll talk with Fazaro, see if he'll be back on, what, Tuesday for a, a Prosperity this week. A oh, yeah. Zoom. We're all kind of refiguring how often we want to do it, but we'll do it this Tuesday and go from there. Um, the best part about this, before we bring on Reverend Nancy, let's take a deep breath to clear our mind. Because oh. this stuff, man. And this affirmation is about listening, <sighs> believing that, that inspired idea, and don't let the ghosts of the past ruin it. In fact, this is how we feel when we have the courage, the audacity to step out boldly from the naysayers and realize the little kid in us is free to go, I was right all along. Joy was the solution, right? Let's take a deep breath. Uh, and who is the famous? Buster Poindexter. Oh, he was a great metaphysician. Me mind on fire. Me soul on fire. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Ah. I hope I get it right. Me mind on fire. Me soul on <laughs> fire. What is it? Feeling, feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> me mind on fire, me soul on fire. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Ah, coming up next, Ghostbusting Reverend Nancy Norman launches us all out of our old haunts and into our true calling with today's reading, new and wonderful, and a whole lot more. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed from Chobo Studios. Now return to the funniest thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. Ah, welcome back to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed from Chobo Studios. We got an amazing guest, a surprise guest. Oh, a yeah. Blessing of a guest. 
an amazing friend, an amazing minister, an amazing truth teacher with like true roots in the unity movement and um, still at it more than ever online, uh, sharing the, the good news with us and many other blessed at people. At joy of unity, joy of life. Dot org. Unityjoyoflife.org. Her name is Reverend Nancy Norman. How are you today? I am doing fabulous, and I am so delighted to be on my on the, on my darling. I call you guys the darling duel, duo, the darling duel, nice. the two of. <laughs> well, thank you. That's I'm how delighted we, to be here. You and Kathy are kind of a darling duo as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, did you want to share anything? Do you have anything to read, or shall we ask Nancy what her thoughts? No, are? we got to get Nancy's thoughts on this subject. That's always a good idea. So, Nancy, you've been listening to us. I know you just hopped on last moment, but did you have any inspired thoughts after listening to the first segment? Yeah, I do. You brought up the word boldly, and I have been working with that word boldly for about two years now because I realized we, as wonderful true students, all too often don't step out boldly to accept our good. Right. And um, I realized that a couple of years ago, and I thought, no, boldly, I'm going to step forward. And um, and so a friend of mine, it's funny when you th- decide you're going to go a certain way, mm-hmm. how other things come into your life, there will be there will be people that will say things or recommend a book or something where which enhances your life once you decide yeah as i a couple of years ago mm. well this friend of mine who um every year he looks at the um uh, chinese um calendar for the chinese new year and it's always represented by an animal and he called and he said nancy you're not going to believe this this is a wonderful year 2024 it's the year of the wood dragon. And and he said, let me read to you a few things that it says. And, and listen to this. Opportunities await the bold. We are not, we are blessed. And we're to experience life to the fullest. And sometimes that means stepping boldly well, into the future. Stepping yes. boldly into yeah. something we've never done before. I mean, look what you guys are doing with your program. I I bet when you first started, funniest thing, that was a bold act. Certainly. And it probably felt a little scary. Did it feel a little scary? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But look where you are now. Look how many people you're blessing. So anyway, he went on to tell me that... Um, that so this is a year it's it's very he said it's filled with good fortune but you must have passion creativity confidence intelligence and courage to pursue your dream yeah but all of that takes boldness and a complete trust that there's a higher power that is for us not against us mm. I'll th- I think all too often we did, for instance, 2023, right before 2023 was about ready to be released. I woke up one morning and I was in a downer and I thought 2023, 
wasn't wasn't there was a bunch of bumps in the road with 2023 and then you know how the human mind goes yeah i wonder what 2024 is going to be and just i and you, you go down that rabbit hole and as you guys were talking about the ghost of the past yeah you think oh my god you know what's 2024 and you began looking here and looking there and i, I hope this and i wonder this and that I found my mind going right down that rabbit mm. hole. We have to be ever aware and catch ourselves because we're more than the human mind. And I, I said, no, stop it, Nancy. <laughs> You're not feeling so good right now. Stop it. This, you, you know better. And so I thought, okay, 2024, we're going into 2024. Well, what rhymes with 2024? And the idea came 2024 more and i thought yeah more of all this stuff we put up with with 2023 and i said no i have a choice we all have choices yeah i have a choice so i i thought i'm choosing goodness i'm choosing love and kindness 2024 the year of more goodness more prosperity more vibrant health more success more love more loving kindness more joy more happiness and before too long whoop I was my old happy self. And, but sometimes, you, you know, we have to be, we have to be, we have to take control of our, of our stinking thinking. Right. And say, no, I'm not going down that path. That's not good for me. Yeah. And that takes boldness. So when you guys were talking about boldness, I can really identify with that. And it, it's, and it, Sometimes it's a little scary and it's, we have to boldly step forward without fear, knowing that the power and the presence of God is with us. And we can feel that, that wonderful, wonderful connection. If we allow ourselves taking those deep breaths and knowing that we don't have to worry because God's in charge. Yeah. Yes. I've found, uh, well, actually I was, Given a few new uh, affirmations last month from Stephen Tom Thorpe, who is oh, yeah. the audio-visual guy up at Unity of Santa Barbara, that he heard from someone who gave a workshop there that he had to stay and uh, videotape. And, you know, every once in a while, I have to renew... Uh, my affirmations because after a while they start to get like worn out jeans they're comfortable but they lost their zing so i switch them up and then i'll go back to ones i've used in the past and now they have zing again you know it's like rotating the crops in a field you can't just keep planting the same thing in the same spot because then the mm. soil is depleted of its nutrients but if you rotate your crops, you get different feelings and everything mm -hmm. thrives. So uh, the few are people love to give me money. And I added, and I gladly accept it because I've always, I've always yeah. been a poor receiver and a very good giver. And I love that feeling. And the other one is my clients praise me and pay me. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Yes, yes. And good things are happening for me now, today. I can feel it. 
So um, those are the top three, and there are a couple others. So I've been enjoying that. My clients praise me and pay me Mm -hmm. so much. I go to Unity this past Sunday, which was the 31st, and they did a burning bowl ceremony where you burn these old ghosts right you know there might and when we're talking ghosts we're talking about these old belief patterns that you have not you know not just things or conditions but what are the old beliefs that have been thwarting you every time you had a divine idea or an inspiration that you kind of held you back and and we all know what they are and I don't mind sharing what mine were. Some people say don't share them, but um, last year it was doubt. And this year it was concern and limitation. Yeah. You know, and I wrote those down. I don't want to carry concern and limitation with me. You mean yeah. concern is the thing that keeps us from stepping out boldly for me. And yeah. you got to remember, I got to remind myself, it only feels like I'm stepping out boldly. Not because it's even that bold of a step in reality. It's only because I'm stepping boldly beyond what these ghosts, these old beliefs have been telling me is possible or that I deserve or why bother. I got to get rid of that. And that Sunday... Um, cause I've been doing this affirmation. My clients praise me and pay me. So that Sunday was the 31st and I've been affirming cause Kathy, I mean, not Kathy, Nancy, our guest today shared with us last week on our infinite prosperity workshop, which all of you viewers and listeners can join. It's free to join and it's yeah. at unityjoyalife.org and meet us on Thursday, four o'clock. Pacific time, 7 o'clock Eastern, in the a.m. and the p.m. Daryl and Ed are on the p.m. version. And she brought up 2024, the year or more. And I said, I love that. That feels good. So I threw that one in the hopper. Sunday, a woman at Unity of Santa Barbara last year bought one of the largest orders of cards from me. Um, the one word prayer and the one on the Statue of Liberty as a symbol of personal empowerment. She couldn't stop telling me on Sunday how much she loves these. She loves sharing them. She really hopes people take these ideas to heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And her name is memory. That's her name. Mm. Memory. And I said, wow. And I let myself suck it in instead of, Oh, yeah, that's nice, but it means nothing because I'm just a fart. You know, I mean, it's that's the, the general thing with compliments. You take it in. So I said, thank you, thank you, you know, in a normal way, not like weird or anything. But I just did it like how a human being should appreciate someone complimenting a person. You know, God forbid we learn how to do that. You know, I just say thank you. The next day is the first. I wake up to an order of $200 worth of these cards. The biggest order ever from her. Wow. Can you believe this stuff? 
Well, see that that that's the that, year of more started with oh. more than ever on the very first day, and the affirmation, believing and accepting the idea that my clients praise me and pay me. So that's the key: believing and ex- accepting and expecting. Yes. Yeah. Not not saying. Not and not putting putting breaks on it at yes. any time. Mm-hmm. It's like that's God's will for me. This is the way. This is the way it's supposed to happen. Yes, I I love that. Do you know, um, uh, Daryl and Ed? When I was going through ministerial school, um, I had one of my favorite teachers was um, um, uh, uh, Reverend Anderson, and he and he told us when you said. It, it feels good to accept. He said, I want all of you to know that you're going to, you're going to give a talk and people are going to meet you at the back of the church and they're going to say, oh my God, that was the best. That was the best. I love it when you talk and I'm, I'm, I learned so much about, he said, accept that graciously and simply say, thank you. Yes. As you did, well, with total sincerity. Yes. Yeah. But then he said to yourself, "Say, it is the Father within that does the work." Yes. Yeah. Don't you love that? Yeah. And he said, and likewise, he said, there will be people who come through your line and say that was the worst sermon I've ever heard. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. wait to get out. He said, simply say, "Thank you," and. Inwardly say it is a father within that yeah. does the work. Yes, and that, what, that way you don't take anything egocentrically. Uh, yeah, you're you're letting the spirit of truth flow through you. Yes, but to be and that live in that idea of graciousness and gratitude, that that just brings greater and greater good to you. As Emma Curtis Hopkins said, "My good has my name on it." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Isn't that fabulous? My yes. good has my name on it. That's wonderful. Ah, so good. And is- you know what else helped me this week? The good feeling thing that you desire is ar- already for you. I totally because it's got a click in your brain. That yes. that that's a great yes. idea. My mind goes, that's a great idea. I like that idea. But I had this idea. And this may seem ridiculous and even blasphemous to some people who don't understand the esoteric meaning of these spiritual ideas in the Bible. Yeah. Right. But it's not blasphemy. I I had somewhere during the week, and this is something that seems like, wow, he's using this for jury duty? Yeah, for everything I use it for. I use it of for course, yes. everything, yes. and it makes my life wonderful. Yes, it makes totally. my life my laboratory, and and it always proves itself to be better than expected. The results of these experiments is never worse than expected. Right, never. It's only worse when I'm a, when I'm already anticipating it to be whatever negative consequences yes. I want to avoid, and I'm living in that. Right, yeah. Then it turns out to be something I don't really particularly like in that moment, but 
God's not a punishing God. God doesn't do spite work. As soon as I change my mind again, I'm returned to some a healthier state. And yes. what happens? Something miraculous happens to where I'm not suffering in that condition for much longer. Yeah. And it turns out better than expected. So I started going, okay, if this is true, that the good I desire is really for me, I thought to myself, because I got a fleeting feeling. This is when all these ideas, I got a fleeting feeling of how good it slipped in my mind of how good it would feel to know that on the, like throughout the weekend on Friday, I didn't have to go into jury duty. Because once I got called, I went through the whole week and I thought, ooh, I'm winning. Friday, they're not going to call me in. Why would they call me in for one day? And they called because I wasn't really applying these principles to it. They called me in on Friday, and I had to show up the next week as well. So it was one week of Russian roulette, and then one week of showing up. (laughs) So here's the thing. I got a fleeting feeling of how good it felt to hear that you're not going to be needed this week. And instead of allowing, going, well, that's foolish. Uh, What if it's God's will for you to go in? Like, we can use spiritual things to make us feel bad, too. No. Yeah. I instantly had that thought that you just said, that that good that I desire is already for me. That's really what God wants for me. And I could accept that. And I felt it. It didn't last a long time. It was fleeting. But I, yeah. I got a hold of that feeling, and I, ah, this is it. Yeah. This and is I it. And I bet you remember that feeling. Yes. I mean, you're, even the, the cells and atoms of your body remember that yeah. feeling. Because remember, thought plus feeling equals manifestation. Yes. You have the feeling. And that's when I knew, in that instant, my subconscious accepted this. Yeah. Yeah. This is, must be the case. Yeah. And then, of course, our mind, because there's so much noise to the yeah. contrary, the news, things that seem to have things we hear. So, of course, I dropped out of it, but I kept hanging on to a Florence Scoville shin. And she said, if you grasp for even a second yes. the feeling that it is possible, yes. that means you're and you get that feeling with it. Your subconscious has already made it so, so just continue to celebrate. Right. So I just decided I'm going to choose to believe what Florence Scovel right. said. Totally. I love that. Do you know that um, I was talking to a commercial pilot um, uh, recently because I'm doing some some work on 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 flying a plane and the and getting the landing and everything and and i i i i'm using that as a metaphor yes but i thought i need i need to have i'm talking as a as a passenger i don't know what's going on up at the in the in the cockpit so i happen to know a, a commercial pilot and i called him and i said this is what i'm and he's a metaphysician and i said this is what i'm working with can you tell me wh- what is it that you all do up in 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 the in the cockpit that I'm I'm not aware of? And I've always said for years about setting goals, we have to set goals and and dreams and visions. Write them down. There's good for you, greater good for you, and you ought to have it. But you got to be clear about it. Yes. And you have to write it down. 
And oftentimes I use an example as you you wouldn't go to an airport and walk up to the to the counter there and say, give me a ticket. What was their first? What would they say? Where do you want to go? Right. Uh, well, no, I just want a ticket. Well, we can't give you a ticket until you know where you want to go. Well, guess what? That's what life is all about. And as I was talking to this commercial pilot, uh, and I was telling him that, he said, Nancy, when he said, let's say we're leaving LAX, the airport in, in Los Angeles, he said, we can't even take off without a flight plan. Yeah. Without um, we know what the the winds and everything are going to be, we we have already already there radio frequencies that we go in and out of. And he said, "Guess what? If we were going to Miami, we know what what runway we are going to be landing at before we even take off and close close those doors and take off." That's what we need to do with our goals, dreams, and desires. Yes, we have that. And and then, you know, the rest of it, the the flight is we just follow those instructions and there's a higher power that takes over. And he said, all of a sudden, we are approaching Miami and circling Miami, ask the tower, um, the, tell the tower we're landing in, in um, a runway 23. And they say, A-okay, and we go in for a landing. I thought, so there's nothing in life that functions just with, oh, well, whatever. Oh, what well, your will, okay. It's like God gives us the desire so we can put it down. It has our name on it. And that desire knows what yeah. runway or what life it's supposed to land in. It's there for us, and it's circling, waiting to come in and be expressed by us and bless yeah. us. Well, so. it, this is great because it also, that's perfect reason why millions and millions and millions of flights reach their destination safely without a hitch because you can go, well, they're making plans. no. They really can't predict everything that can possibly, but you know what they are doing? They are doing what Jesus taught, what Hermes Trismegistus taught before Jesus, which is they're using their creative visualization. That's yeah. what they're doing. And the pilots, because they're already, you cannot tell a pilot or anyone you're going to be landing in Miami on this runway without any of them seeing beautiful Miami sunshine and the plane coming down. They're already seeing. They're seeing, like, believe they have already received. They may not call it prayer, yeah. but they're praying the way we all pray. That's why I love there's a song in Unity that I love. Every thought's a prayer. I, yeah. We're not just praying. We're going, oh, whoa, please. When I'm putting my hands together or when I'm meditating, I am praying all the time. Yeah. What yeah. prayers am I praying? Am I praying like these pilots are praying without right. even realizing they're praying? Because I was thinking, as you're telling me, I go, 
holy cow, all they're doing is making a positive affirmation for the whole crew. And then they go and they're not, they're like, oh yeah, this is going to be a no brainer. We're going to be there. We're going to be landing on that airstrip. It's going to be sunny and beautiful. Like they're already seeing. Totally. The end. They're already believing it's already happened before they take off in LA. Before they take off, they know everything. Yeah. So, so that's why it's important for us to to write down our dreams, goals, and desires, because that that the 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 power of the imagination. And what he told me, and I thought this was I thought this was sweet. He said, and you know what, Nancy? He said, he said when we touched down, he said the whole crew from the back of the plane to this cockpit. The whole crew celebrates. Yes. Yes. Every time. Whoa. Is this, I just, I love flying. So um, I I just, I thought, wow. I I, I just love the metaphor. It's great. What they go through and and life. You know, your your daughter has a book called Sermon on the Molehill, which I opened up this morning. Yeah, and it's, there's this. I just happened to open up to this page where she says, "Your guidance is always present. You cannot yeah. really make a wrong choice. If you do make a choice that is not for your highest good, divine intelligence will again lead you to where you need to be." So there's part about making the choice. We got to like that's what I'm hearing with part of this is making the choice. Right? Yes. Yeah. And there's still a receptivity to it because when we're in the flow of inspiration, when I am, I'm receiving the ideas. Right. I'm receiving them and I'm um, breathing them in and I'm claiming them and then I'm expecting them. And once it locks in, all the like fight or flight or the, the willfulness to make it happen dissolves. I realize it's already done. Like, like in Daryl's case, he felt it. I felt this yesterday with something. It went from, I wonder if it's going to happen to just being, I've already enjoyed it in my mind. Yes. It's not bigger or better than me. It is who I am. Right. And it, so she says, there's no reason to be afraid to make a decision because any step you take will eventually bring you your good. It's the nature of our connection to, to divine wisdom. It's the way we are wired. And she gives four steps. Here's a proven technique to help you make inspired decisions. Let your mind become an instrument of divine intelligence rather than the source of your decisions. Trying to squeeze the decision out of your human mind will only block the flow of the right answer. Relax and center yourself in peace. And this was the challenge with me when I was younger. When people told me I had to have goals, it didn't resonate with me because then I just start making stuff up that made that sounded good so that I was making a goal. But we're talking about a personal goal that God has whispered in your ear and just claiming it as good. I got a good question. If people are wondering what their goal is. Yes. Because I used to think the same. When people talked about goals the way it was taught then, right. Right. it seemed like such an arduous undertaking. There was no fun. Right. There was no fun in the way they described right. goal setting. Right. Just make sure your goals are smart. And remember the acronym means, like, what are the, what's the acronym? I know Indy like, probably has this beaten into him. Simple, measurable, simple, Atta- measurable, attainable... That's all, realistic, that's realistic, and yeah. something about trackable and or time. I think time. Dead, dead anyway, I didn't want to make any goals because they were like it was like such a horrible thing. Right. But 
I got one question here that's going to help you change that because you don't need to write down all the smart things. You do not, if you can get this, because this goes right with what you're saying. It's right with your example. You just said you had that feeling. Here's the question. You ready for this, Nancy? It's a doozy. Yeah. What? What would be the best thing that could happen to you this year? I can think of a bunch of things. Well, those are those are goals. Yeah, I know. Those, those are, the are the goals. Yes. What would be the best thing that can happen to you this year? Ask yourself that when you're not watching or listening to our show later. Yeah. I'm using this one. What would be the best thing that could happen to me this year? And all of a sudden, you're like, those are the God-inspired notions and desires that are for you. That leads to number two, which is realize that God knows and God is in you. Therefore, you know. Yes. Acknowledge that you really don't have to make a decision at all, that on another, another level, the decision has already been made. All you have to do is feel what resonates with you. then. In a lot of cases, not with everyone, if you're talking to Daryl and Ed or Reverend Nancy, but this is a, like around, like Reverend Ike would re- recommend, maybe not around family and maybe people from more orthodox religions. Refrain from discussing your concerns with other people as it may interfere with your guidance. Yes. Keep the matter to yourself for a while yep. and be conscious of what rings true for you. And if you're a person like me who often would in the past dismiss your own power to choose for yourself or the own validity of your own voice, this is the time to start recognizing your divine connection. That it really, your life really is all about you. It is not yeah. being a good person to pretend that you don't have desires. That is, that, you'll wreak more yeah. havoc on more people pretending you don't have needs and desires than you think. I know I've seen it with, yeah. you know, in my family where people are like, no, it doesn't matter what I think. It does. It matters what we all think because God is within us all. The number four says put your concern. So this is re- related to concerns, really. Put all the concerns out of your mind and affirm. This is key because the, the guidance is going to come in, like even like on the plane. They have to be receptive to what the computers and all this stuff is telling them, right? While I sleep yeah. or walk or work, divine intelligence is active on my behalf. Yeah. Have faith that your words and choices are formed by a transcendent wisdom that is divinely inspired and divinely empowered. Wow. You know what? I, I can say one more thing. This is exciting. I wrote this to myself this morning because, you know, when, when I'm thinking of, I wrote, I wrote this affirmation for my husband. Now is the appointed time. Today is the day of my amazing good fortune. And I was thinking about dreams and desires. I like calling them that more than goals. For some yeah, reason, the corporate, corporate structure has turned goals into such an awful feeling thing. So I call well, them desires. I think goals, too, means earning my keep like yeah it's not healthy the way it's been taught i'll get there and then i'll be something i'll get there and then i'll have and this way is really recognizing our worthiness first yes and we're so worthy that this thing is just going to come about naturally because we are children of the divine we are an expression of the divine it's not bigger than us it's just another delightful thing that we desire to experience so how do i get from here to there one we don't have to worry about how we're going to get from here yeah, right. to there. That's not my business. Right. But what can I do in the meantime? And two words came to me. 
Humility and responsibility. So what does that mean? Because responsibility is a heavy responsibility, <laughs> as Cheech and Chong would say. <laughs> so I'm, I made a definition for myself. Humility and responsibility. I just do what's in front of me to do with faith, meaning faith. But this is the key with the faith. I just do what's in front of me to do with faith. The joyful trust that God is arranging things on my behalf. Yeah. I just yeah. do what's in front of me. Like what comes up during my day. Some things seem totally unrelated to that desire. Yeah. But I have the faith that God is arranging things on my behalf while I'm doing these mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And what happens? I am always thrilled by the amazing good fortune that occurs as a result. Yes. I love that. God is arranging things on my behalf. Yeah. yeah. I could so, do anything oh, with that. Yeah. Knowing and that. And so we have the we have the the dream goal of desire. We have that. We see the end result, what happens between the dream goal and desire and the end result, it's none of our business. Yes. Yeah. We just have to take the next step boldly, sometimes boldly take the next step and then boldly take the next step. But we don't have to figure it out. No. Yeah. That's what stops us. Yeah. And that's what then our girls, dreams, and de desires become stagnant. Yeah. Right. Because we try to figure it out and our, our, our little human mind just can't fathom the greatness of God. That's yeah. Right. So I love that. I love that. I love that. You know, that's this but, goes along with this is a really helpful thing to think about, this tool I've been using, which is am I trying to make something happen? Am I struggling to find positive thoughts? Or am I in a mode of receptivity where I'm just receiving divine ideas? The difference between that is night and day. Because one means that the ghost stories have taken over. They're telling me I'm not good enough. There's like a fight or flight instinct that's trying to do it, even if it's focused on the thing that I think I want. That's too hard. It'll burn oh, me out. Yeah. But, but it's better to take a nap or yeah. take a moment to relax. I was in the I was surfing in a day when it was a little bit above my pay grade in terms it was bigger than I thought it was gonna be. And I just sat out there and I one of my part of my brain's going, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, or I'm comparing myself to those guys they're doing and then I said, this isn't going to work. Let me, I got to get out of this fight or flight mentality and get into a relaxed and happy place. And um, because you can't, whatever the situation is, it's not bigger than you. You're an expression. I'm an, I'm an expression of the divine. So I just let all that go. I imagine my wife being in the shop. I imagine being there with her, not even thinking about this and going, I imagine my niece painting my, she's like three years old. She painted my fingernails. I imagine I got out of this whole weird mental thing that I had generated where there was all this pressure and I just went back into feeling good and happy. And from that place and my, my motto that day was, and this is something that I was talking to my wife about last night. A lot of times this spiritual stuff in the past was like dramatic and traumatic and digging stuff up. And then, and I, so my, my motto that day, and I'm, I'm applying it to my spirituality as well, nothing dramatic and nothing traumatic. Nothing like that. I paddled yeah. out that day. Nothing dramatic. Nothing. Tra I'm not trying to prove to anyone. Yes. Pretending there's going to be a trope. There's no one. And I've been now. I've been doing that with my spirituality. Like, sure, some of this dramatic, traumatic, it'll come up, but let it pass. Bless yeah. it. 
Don't get involved in groups where that becomes the highlight of it. We all get to talk about these dramatic and the traumatic. Leave that. That's the trash that's on its way out. Yep. It's on its way out. We've been trained by TV and by so many things to fixate on the dramatic and the traumatic. That's what the news basically is. It tells us that that's important. It is not important. What's important is what the divine is doing. That is like the shedding of the old skin. Let the old skin go. Don't focus on it. Oh, look how gross it is. Let it go and keep tuning back in. What's God doing? What is God doing? Because like Daryl is really uh, emphasizing what would you say? The highest is the nearest. The highest is the, the, your greatest desire is the one nearest to the, you. Yeah, and we've been taught the opposite. We've been taught that that the traumatic and they're like, you know, sure, maybe someday if we're lucky that the highest will come to us, but the highest is already actually here. Yes. All of that dramatic and traumatic is being shed, but we just have to pull, bless it, love it for a moment if we need to, but then let it go and realize that we're so much better than that. We're so much more worthy than that. That's ghost busting. That's ghost That's busting. leaving an old haunt. That's leaving, and that, man, was that an old haunt for That me. is an old haunt for yeah. all of us. Yeah. Do you know, can, can I um, leave you guys with a, a, something that I found fascinating? Yes. You know, God is always talking to us in some ways. Let's, so see a billboard or some, say something on TV or hear something on the news or something. It's like guidance for us. And so some friends of mine were on I-95 here in, in Florida, and um, and they were going through some stuff. And um, and they're metaphysicians. And all of a sudden, this truck pulled out right in front of them. A big truck, a dump truck. And it was it was kept up. You know how some trucks aren't kept up? This was right. kept up. And the wife said, oh, my God, there's our answer. And this truck in bright red, big letters, they took a picture of it. They showed it to me. It said, God is good, exclamation point. Wow. Now, was, was, that, was that a sign from God for them or for probably many other people? But I thought, for that truck to come right in front of them. And it's like, you don't have to worry about this, whatever, whatever it was. God's good. God's got your back. Right. Behind, all, behind all, any, anything, God's, God's there. God's got yes. your back. God is good. That's the other thing with the, along those lines is being willing to, I got to go on such a different page from the ghost stories that the ghost story is like, how, how am I going to get this? How many, the God story is. What if this is, what if I got the best wave of my life right now? What if Daryl and I and Nancy had the best show ever right now? What if yeah. all of those ideas that I've been dreaming about, what if that person calls right now? What if that answer is here right now? What if yeah. that, and that's yeah. the God is good story because this stuff that we thinking that we have to reach a goal that we have to become someone new for that. That goal is just bringing us up to speed with who we actually already are. We were so we were fed on this these crappy, crummy stories that told us so much yeah. garbage, and we got used to thinking that that had anything to do with who we are. It has nothing to do with who we are. Yeah. The good is the, it's just getting us up to speed with who God knows us already to be. And man, we'll be a delight to the people around us and totally. be able to bless others in so many ways. And so remember, if you're out there, I know you because I know me. 
If you're thinking, if your mind reverts to, well, I got to do a lot of work. I got to go through the dramatic and the traumatic. No, that is not the right trail to go down. Bless that part. Do what you got to do to bless it and let it go. And then start going, what if this is already here? What if this is so much easier than I've been making out? I'm saying this to myself in real time right now. What if that idea that I've been, that crazy idea, like they're all that fleeting moment is actually so much more real than any of this crap. What if I just keep affirming that and, and being just like a child and affirming that? What could happen right now? You're closer than you think. Closer than you, you think. You are closer than you think, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Nancy yeah. Norman, unityjoyoflife.org. Org. Is your Come see us on it's Thursday. Fun. Yep. We will be it there. It has been such a pleasure to be with you all. And to start the new year off with with the the darling Drews. <laughs> Drews. Yeah. You sound like Daryl with the way you're saying that part. What's the darling what? Duos? Darling duos. 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 Yeah. Well, we have a story. This is an incredible story about you. Yeah. It's it's a, it's Good, considered it's considered one of those miraculous. It's a miraculous healing, but story. it's always right there under your nose, and it takes the great metaphysicians to pull it off. So, bent over and obviously in pain, the old man with a cane hobbled laboriously through the sanctuary and into Nancy Norman's office while the choir practiced. Ten minutes later, he came out walking upright and moving gracefully and quickly. The <laughs> choir director exclaimed, Good gracious, did Nancy heal you by faith? The old man said with a smile, No, she just gave me a cane that wasn't six inches too short. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the solution oh, is, is so always right there. Nancy's an amazing healer. Yeah, amazing healer. <laughs> she just said, no, you bozo. Here, your cane's too short. Wow. <laughs> Hallelujah. I think it's safe to say now that me mind on fire. Yeah. Me, me soul, soul on fire. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Party people all around me feeling hot, hot, hot. Visit DarylNed.com. Nancy Norman, we love you. Unityjoyoflife.org. To find easy links to everything we do. And thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl Ned. See Some people, people rocking. rocking. Hear people chanting. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Keep up the spirit. Come on, let's do it. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Five hundred dollars. Really? See, two hundred dollars for this. One hundred dollars for you. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Two hundred dollars for you. Are you serious? Yeah, I give you a hundred. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah.
When you record your podcast at Chobo Studios, you're helping people in need. Here at Chobo, we take a bold stance on helping the community by giving away 10% of all revenue, not just profit, to kind, hardworking people in the streets of Los Angeles. And thanks to all these wonderful podcasters, we've been able to give $1,400 this year alone through our kindness initiative, Chobo Kindness. Brought to you by Chobo Studios, LA's premier podcasting powerhouse. Follow for more.